Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bishelow with Joe Ranieri. Happy Friday to you, April the 17th, 2020, as we are here on SportsGrid, SportsGrid.com, and covering all the latest in sports, in fantasy sports, in sports wagering, and just about anything that you could possibly want to watch on television, because that's what we're reduced to at this point. Joe Ranieri, happy Friday to you. Big weekend, I know, ahead for you, maybe leaving the house a couple of times and maybe getting in the backyard a little sunlight i don't know all right you know it's got to do something and get outside get a little uh little fresh air while keeping my distance away from folks because we want to maintain our social distancing but uh, i'm pretty tired of just running to uh publics and those types of things so uh listen i got uh, i got about a dozen masks i haven't used yet and i am looking forward to using them good and if you need any extra we have a full supply here i feel like we are we are overstocked on just about everything any toilet paper left? You all right? We do. We have all plenty right. of toilet paper, plenty of paper towels. In fact, we had a uh, paper towel order that uh, ironically, ironically says delivered and was not. So I'm thinking Ooh. somebody snatched it. Ouch. Yeah. That yeah. rough neighbor. Looking around, don't see yep. it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, your neighbor's got plenty, though. Maybe you can borrow. Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> apparently so. It wasn't a huge order, but it would have been nice to have that delivered. But certainly we'll see. More hold out hope there. Exactly. Um, so, uh, I mean, look, it's it's the it's uh, you know approaching the weekend here, mm-hmm. and next week we're gonna be just so stacked with a lot of NFL draft discussion and betting right. discussion, and so it kind of feels like at least the calm before the storm. I mean, we've mm-hmm. been waiting for essentially a month to have any kind of real sport have something going on. The WWE, mm-hmm. of course, had a little bit, but let's you know be real about that. A little bit different, but we got the draft coming up next week, so. Before we get to that, let's uh, touch on kind of the news of the day, which essentially is, you know, more baseball stuff here. The Athletic reported uh, yesterday afternoon, Joe, that if indeed there is a season, and it, to me they are, they are trending toward trying to get something in, even mm-hmm. uh, Governor Cuomo of New York said that yesterday, um, that basically the players at this point would have to take a pay cut. Mm. And so it just goes to show you how many layers there are to this. Tony Clark, the... Major League Baseball player director essentially said, well, you know, when all these things come to the table and we know exactly what we're doing, we'll you know, certainly oh, yeah. sit down and figure all of this out. But it just goes to show you that no matter what plans are made and no matter what ideas are made, the players are inevitably going to have to approve this, Joe. And so uh, however they decide to play it, Arizona, mm-hmm. Florida, Arizona only, all over the country, who knows? Mm-hmm. This is going to come down to the players. It's going to come down potentially to them realizing they can't play in front of fans. And, oh, yeah, for you guys playing – and making that 20, 30 million, you're going to only make 10 million maybe instead. But I think we're headed in that direction. Yeah, I, listen, something's got to be done because I'm sure the owners aren't the only ones going to be taking the hit here because without fans, there's no revenue at the gate. There's yeah. uh, no revenue that that comes along with. And while there still, of course, will be TV revenue, uh, I am sure the owners are not in the mood to just be saying, hey, no big deal. You guys keep yours and we'll go ahead and, and take the loss. I, I just don't see that's going to happen. So the reality of no fans 
um, is here. And uh, I certainly, you know, now is not the time for, well, you know, 27 plans. Like, figure it out, which way are we going? And by May 1st, I think you got to start uh, working towards that one plan you decide upon. Yeah, it, it was interesting yesterday and just some of the research that I was doing and just kind of looking at the show for today. Mm -hmm. I mean, it shouldn't come as a surprise, but inevitably the the most important fan sport in the country is college football. Yeah, college football's revenue right. is over 60% of their revenue is based on people going to the games. And so in some of the discussions, it does appear that college football is playing with fans one mm -hmm. way or the other. So if they have to move their season back, they're going to do it. But they have to have those fans in the stands or else they don't make money. Right. For the NFL, less than 20% of their overall revenue is based off of fans being in uh, in the stands watching, which tells you basically everything. The NFL's playing, right? <laughs> like, no matter what, they just want those guys on the field. No fans, fine with us. Yeah, good to go. 80, 80, almost 80% of their revenue yep. is generated from no one sitting in the stands. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to guess that baseball is not 80%, but probably 60 70%, something like that, too. You can see why the commissioners want their sports going, and they're probably willing to play without fans. But it does seem, at this point, yeah. the one sport that's unwilling to, to waver from that is going to be college football. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, um, it, it makes sense on a whole lot of levels. But, again, they're going to have to figure it out as far as who's going to take the grunt. I mean, I, I, they, both, both sides have much to gain. Both sides have much to lose. And if you're not really uh, – if it doesn't matter whether or not there's fans in the stands in order for you to get paid – um, then guys are going to opt for their paycheck here. It'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with baseball. And like you had said, college football, uh, if you're going to get most of your money from people in stadiums and in stands and on campuses, right. uh, boy, let's see I how see. that works out. Yeah, we'll see. I'm interested mm -hmm. in, in seeing it play out for sure. Uh, we mentioned the NFL draft coming up next week. Mm. And yesterday, uh, the head coach, or excuse me, the general manager of the Miami Dolphins had his press conference. It was interesting. He had like yeah. a Zoom conference. They showed it with all the reporters sitting mm -hmm. there. And to no surprise, essentially, he went the Belichick way. This is now a Patriots organization sort of here in yes, South Florida. Yes, it is. So yes. Basically said, basically said mm -hmm. nothing. I wish I could tell you that there was something earth-shattering that, yeah. that he would have said. But I, I, the only thing that came out of it is that essentially he said eight guys would be comfortable drafting. <laughs> yeah, exa <laughs> exactly. Yeah, which is nice. And um, he learned well. I mean, they all learned uh, very well there from Belichick. And nobody's yeah. going to have any idea what they're going to do. Um, they ain't going to go with 14 picks, I'll tell you that. So I don't know where they're going to use some to move up in the draft. Um I don't know where it will be, but uh, if it is in the first round, it's going to be very interesting to see how they play this. Yeah, and, and we're starting to you know, kind of hear from some of the general managers, the decision mm -hmm. makers of the NFL. So we don't get a lot out of it, but at the very least, yep. it makes for some interesting discussion. One of the things that did come up yesterday, I was a little surprised with the Buccaneers. I thought that, uh, you know, given the fact that maybe they had a reliable quarterback coming in and Tom Brady, that they would have right. kept O.J. Howard along, but... Several reports pointed toward the possibility of the Bucks trading yeah. O.J. Howard. I, I mean, they drafted him super high, Joe. I, I don't know what he's worth at this point. He was one of fantasy's epic busts for yep. about 11 games last year. And so, I mean, I guess if you're Tampa Bay, I'm not sure why they'd want to get out from under him. They really don't, unless they're going to draft a tight end, they really don't have any, any superstar tight end per se. And so if they're going to do that, I'm going to guess they're going to take a round or two hit based off where they drafted him, no? Very strange to me. I, I um, you finally get a, if 
finally get a quarterback that would actually utilize a tight end, and now you want to get rid of your first-round tight end. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, there's got to be some sort of unrepairable relationship going on behind the scenes uh, with, uh, with Arians and, and O.J. Howard because, I mean, I, granted it was a different regime, different people who drafted him, but still he's only, what, 24, 25 years old? Yeah. So he's still yeah. going to get ready to go into his prime, and, and nobody used tight ends like, like Tom Brady has over yeah, the years. So sure. I, something's going on there. I don't know what it is, but something's happening. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when these things happen, you, you find out some other issues going on. It, interestingly enough, we were talking about this a few days ago, and, it came, and there was a report. I, I don't know if it was actually a report. It may have been more of a, an opinion or speculation. Mm. We talked about the idea of Joe Mixon potentially holding out. That yes. story came out a couple yes. of days ago. Yep. You know, naturally, I think that could be coming down in a few months as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, also, you know, kind of interesting taking a look just at some of the possibilities in terms of the draft. We're hearing so many rumors about trades of some other people. One trade that was percolating, or at least a discussion of it for a couple of days, and it just goes to show you, if you have a lot of followers on social media, Joe, with that little blue check mark, you could get anybody to believe anything. So and, true. And and I, I hate when when somebody reports something that I know is false, I want to be the last one to have to tell that person they're wrong. That's correct. I like, I don't like doing it. I think mm -hmm. it's just a nasty thing to do as a reporter, but I suppose you're forced into the situation, and the report came down a couple of days ago that there was some talk that Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> could potentially be traded <laughs> yep. from Cleveland, I think it was, to Minnesota, and that was debunked by a couple of different reporters. Now, this happens all the time. People are going to get things wrong. But for me, Joe, I've always been of the opinion is I'll wait for somebody to correct their mistake as opposed to me pointing it out. That actually happened about a month ago. If you remember, there was a story out there about how Derek Jeter and Tom Brady and Bill Gates and all yep. these other people were eating at a steakhouse in Tampa. Mm -hmm. And Derek Jeter was in Jupiter at the time. And That's correct. And I knew. And I, and I thought to myself, what do I do here, Joe? Do I do I go and tell this guy like it was how wrong he is? <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, you know what? I've been in that spot before right. where someone has told me that they think I'm wrong or I'm wrong. Right. And it's a bad feeling because when you know you're right and somebody yep. else tells you you're wrong, it stinks. So, but in this case, he did correct himself and he said it. But inevitably, the story turned out to be not true. Right. Back, Beckham, it does make sense for Beckham to stay in Cleveland. I mean, one year? Come on. It, uh, it, listen, could they have had a conversation? Sure. I mean, anything is possible, right? Yeah. Why not? I mean, if Odell Beckham is going to be dangled out there, you never know. But I, the, the idea of that coming to fruition is a long shot. But I guess anybody, anything is possible to have the conversation. I think it says more about Beckham than it does anything else. But... Really, at this point, would you have been surprised if, uh, you know, like uh, like if they were really, really serious about oh, it? I, I guess not. I, I guess I guess it's more of the story for me of reporting. It right. just It's got to hurt to ha have your ego smashed to you know put out a story. Yes. And then have Adam Schefter basically say it's false. You know, yeah. you know those sort of stories. And and look, I I went through it a couple of years ago mm -hmm. with. Uh, with JT Real Muto before he was traded mm -hmm. to the Philadelphia Phillies and right. I was all over where he was potentially going and the Braves were talking to him and a lot of the reporters in Atlanta kept saying that I was wrong and there's been no talks and every day every day it came out that there was and every day it came out that there was a possibility of it mm -hmm. and they were just crapping all over me Joe and it, yeah. just, it just didn't stop and I guess that they were offended that it, back in back in their own backyard they couldn't get the story of their own Atlanta, uh, you know, Atlanta Braves, yeah. and here I am on the Miami side, clearly getting, 
the idea as to what would happen. So look, I, I've been there and I understand it. And and I've been wrong before with reporting. I just am super careful uh, right. about anything that I put out. And believe me, before I hit that send button, Joe, on Twitter, I'll sometimes make sure on that yep. for minutes, hours. Yep. Like, do I really want to do this? Am I really sure this is right? Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people consider that kind of responsibility, but I do. No, listen, it's in this day and age, everyone wants to be first. It's not about being right. It's about being first. And uh, we've seen it time and time again. So uh, it's it's so easy. The news cycle is so quick that the ramifications of being wrong is like, all right, can you deal with six hours of getting ripped on Twitter? Because after that, we've already moved on to the next idiot who's already gone ahead and reported something that wasn't true as well. And that's it's crazy to think, but that's the journalistic integrity that we're dealing with. Some dude in a basement somewhere of his uh, of his parents' house has got a blog, is breaking stories these days. It's yeah, mind-blowing to me. But even some people who, no. who are not and are in the mainstream media, there mm-hmm. was a report two weeks ago that Cameron Wake had retired. Yep. And then the next day, the agent's like, no, he's not retired at all. And, yeah. And like, so. the reporter didn't even go back and like say I'm wrong or anything. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what kind of responsibility you have at that point. I guess you could put your head in the sand and pretend it doesn't exist. Right. But I would think that, that the followers that I have, would that be. I, would, I owe it to them to apologize if I'm wrong or yep. try and myself. Because you know, Very strange. It, yep. It, it happens. But in yep. this day and age, you're right, Joe. It's about being first. And and sometimes you can actually be first and be wrong and yep. still goes away and your credibility yep. is restored. It's really amazing how that works. I mean, all those Shocking. old takes of people being wrong and it's it just you live on in uh, in infamy. I guess Dude. that's a that's best way to put it there. God, uh, don't want to go. Don't want to get it right. Just want to. We just want to be have right. Mouth. That's it. Just want to be right. It's unreal. Don't like that for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Interesting story popped up yesterday. You know, this new transfer portal in college football really changed a lot as to how we look at college because Mm -hmm. we find out about these kids that don't want to be at their school. It was a tough year last year for USC's quarterback, uh, JT Daniels, who was, I thought, pretty good. And then he got hurt. And then USC actually played two other different quarterbacks during the season. One of them was Keaton Slovis, who really brought USC back on the map at the end of last year and all the way through the bowl season. Uh, JT Daniels enters the transfer portal. And this is a pretty significant name, Joe. If he ends up in another on another team, we know that De'Ara King ended up in the transfer portal after he said that he wasn't going to at Houston. Now he's the quarterback at the University of Miami. I would guess that JT Daniels ends up, you know, provided there is a college football season, ends up in a pretty good spot and ends up starting this year for somebody. This is going to be very interesting. This portal is a game changer because it ultimately... Uh, it, it ultimately means that, all right, so you promise a kid to come and you give him a scholarship and he's like, well, I ain't playing, I ain't staying, I'm leaving. Every-. Like, it's uh, it's very hard to build teams like that because basically what you're saying is uh, some of the bigger schools are always going to have the first opportunity to take kids, uh, you know, a year after the fact simply because they weren't playing someplace else. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah, and so yeah, USC last year they weren't mm-hmm. great. They played well enough at the end of the season for Clay Helton to end up keeping his job. And there is a sentiment that USC actually has a chance to even be better this year. But as far as Daniels is concerned. He was a big quarterback out of high school, too. I mean, this is not a kid. This is yeah, only a freshman. Yep. He had a big, bright future. And now it's boom. And now instead of fighting for it, he's like, yeah, now nah, I'm out of here. I'm going to go play yeah, someplace right. else. Yeah, I'd rather play. And look, I mean, look, uh, Jalen Hurts ended mm-hmm. up leaving Alabama. When Tua came in, he went to Oklahoma. Yep. Uh, Russell Wilson ended up leaving North Carolina State, ended mm-hmm. up playing for Wisconsin at the end. 
And and we see it all the time that yep. these kids. Why have the competition when you can start and in two years play in the NFL? And I think that's a a big part of this. And anytime you hear the words transfer portal now, yep. it almost inevitably means that the kid is going to yes. end up being on another team. Like all the college coaches are you know, clamoring at this point. Amazing. So, yeah. So like vultures. Head. Big Ten team, maybe snatch up JT Daniels. Not gonna happen. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Pac-12. He doesn't kid. fit their. He doesn't fit their their, uh, no. their MO at all, right? He's gonna. He's gonna. Michigan State. He's he gonna go somewhere. You know, I mean, he's probably gonna go SEC somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? For like, you know, Cali kid there. Probably go to SEC where quarterbacks don't necessarily grow on trees like they do out in the Pac-12. So, uh, or he goes to a, you know, like an Arizona, Arizona State, somewhere along those lines and stays in a conference and wants to, uh, wants to beat USC. It'll be interesting. I don't know if they'll let him go there. I know. Well, I think once you've had it, you have to go out. So, but SEC probably going to go out, uh, you know, and go with. Uh, yeah, we got Arkansas next year. Yeah, got our boy at uh, Mississippi now. So it'll be fun. Or Lane Kiffin. That's it. Yeah, it'd be Mississippi yep. for sure. I think that's a good call too. Uh, just to kind of wrap this up for, for this segment before we take a quick break, a couple of reboot shows yesterday were put out there, Joe. A couple mm. of YouTube uh, previews. Just wanted to get your thoughts on them. Sure. Uh, Saved by the Bell is doing a redo. They're doing a uh, a return to Bayside. And, and this is going to be on the NBC streaming app and Punky Brewster as well. Wow. Is Slater out of jail? Or was it Slater or no? No, was, Screech. Uh, Screech. Yeah, Screech Slater. was a, yeah, that's right. Not Slater. Slater is, uh, no, he's still around there doing uh, mid, mid-afternoon uh, talk shows, I think. Uh, Screech is out of jail. And Punky Bruce, my word. Yeah, uh, like, show. that's an entire generation of people right there. It is. Not our wow. generation. Wow. Not I'm our generation, that. but that's. Joe's going to be 32. I'm going to be uh, 30. Yeah, I wish I was old enough to watch that. My word. Punky Brewster. Never it's like heard of silver it. spoons. My word. Uh, yeah. All right, we'll be back with more fantasy sports today. Our fantasy sports uh, day uh, of birthdays and mm. also this day in fantasy sports. That's coming up next. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish along with Joe Ranieri with you here on the show. It's April the 17th, 2020. We're getting ready for a big weekend of... No, not much. We're not really getting ready. Yeah, it was... Big weekend at all. Sounded good. Sounded great, actually. A great TV thing to say. We're getting ready for a big weekend. Yeah, yeah. Remember we used to say it's a football Friday, right? Yeah, yeah. You really, you were... were Pushing the envelope there. I really, I was waiting for something exciting. And I, I, then got I was nothing. like, yeah. no, I, like, got I don't think he's really going anywhere with it's that. Not but, big, yep. It's not a big weekend. No, it's still not. In fact, it's a, it's a small weekend. Yeah, it's, it's not a good weekend. No. no, it's not. So that's why we do this week in fantasy sports, this week in birthdays. So today we've mm-hmm. reached the mark of April the 17th. How scintillating, how exciting. Mm-hmm. But either this. way, we uh, we figured that by the time that the pandemic is over, 
you will be educated and know every single birthday of every single athlete, and you will also know this day in fantasy sports. Love it. By the time it's all over. We Absolutely. probably, I would say, have at least another month of this. Correct. I would I would guess. Yes. Maybe maybe more, but let's just call it probably a month of, yep. of doing birthdays and this day in fantasy sports. Until we get some real stuff going on. In fact, I would guess... The draft. For the draft, yeah. right. For the draft, we're going to have to not do it. Yep. That's it. So bad for all those people who are not going to – you know, there are a lot of these athletes. They're watching our show every day. They're waiting for the birthday. Just to know who you can manage to go – what obscure athlete – That's what I do. Could you come up with? and Or better yet, who could you actually not add to the list? That is really yes. important. Yes, Which guys, we, yeah. guys and girls who I forget. That's correct. Yes, and there there's a lot of them. So. There are. Yep. Okay, this day Let's in fantasy it. sports for April 17th. Mm. Wow. And even crazier. Ooh. The, budget, the budget is just going it's up just and up and up. Ridiculous. Look at that. This, this day in fantasy sports. Oh, yeah. Uh, these are the. Uh, this is the birthdays, Joe. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, you let's know, do the birthdays first. Let's do All the right, birthdays. Go ahead. Right, start we'll, them. We'll go you back, got it. We'll go backwards today. Let's go do ahead. the birthdays. Okay. Uh, fantasy sports birthdays, 1954. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Great. One of the most popular wrestlers of all time. Mm -hmm. Probably my favorite WWF wrestler of all time. Piper's Pit. He, yep. This was the glory days, Joe, of, of professional wrestling. And uh, and Piper, if I'm not mistaken, was in a couple movies. I know one of them, I remember. Uh, but either way, his stuff was great. He was a yep. great actor, great wrestler. And... You know, honestly, with him and Macho Man and Hogan, and mm -hmm. it was just—it was a great, great time to be a wrestling fan. And that's when I was a wrestling fan. Back that's right. Then. Wasn't that hard to? Uh, I mean, that movie he was in—it was they wore the sunglasses, right? And they saw the yes. uh, and they saw the aliens uh, kind of thing, which I thought was also just a tremendous, uh, also very good movie. Scanners it was, it was or horrible. Yeah, it, yeah, it was I, awful, but it was great because I really liked him. Yeah, he, they put yep. on the glasses and they could see the aliens. Aliens, so. yes, exactly. Kind of uh, way ahead of its time. That would have done really good in this generation. That's true. Yep. It would have done. It yep. would have done a lot better. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, 1954, he passed away, but happy birthday to uh, yep. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Um, okay, Boomer Esiason, born in 1961. What mm -hmm. a career Boomer Esiason has had from the NFL to playing in the NFL to covering it on mm -hmm. TV to doing Monday Night Football on Westwood One. And now hosting his own show every single day on radio. This guy has really lived the, the great football life. And mm -hmm. He's a really good announcer, too. So I think most people remember him as quarterback of the Bengals. But he did go on to play for the New York Jets. And he also had, like, a wild game, I believe, one year for the Arizona Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken. I think he threw for, like, 500 yards in a game or something at the very end of his career. So uh, not one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but certainly a really good quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, you know, great broadcasting career after that and uh, really uh, carved out his, uh, a place for him there, certainly, after football life. But he made the rounds. He was a... Uh... He was around on some Terry better Cincinnati Bengals teams than he did the Jets teams. The Jets were oh, just for awful. Sure. Yeah. All right. Our next birthday is going to be Marquise Grissom, who was born in 1967. Marquise Grissom played 17 years, in case you missed it, in mm. the major league. 17 years, 2,200 hits, uh, 227 home runs, 400, uh, 429 stolen bases, and also ended up winning four gold gloves, had a couple wow. all-stars. No one talks about Marquise Grissom, but the unfortunate part for Grissom's career 
is that he all he kept getting into the postseason and finally just you know was waiting and waiting and waiting for that one year to win the World Series and he ended up beating uh, Cleveland uh, in 1995 he was yep. part of that Atlanta Braves team and so uh, he won that World Series but but Joe I think that most people will remember Grissom honestly from his years with the Expos mm-hmm. and that 1994 season where they canceled the season early because yep. of the strike but Grissom yep. was a really good player that nobody ever even like talks about long long time too he kind of uh, but he played uh, during that era there just before the uh, the roids started to roll in but um, uh, quality player for a long long time too so I still have his baseball cards I'm pretty sure yeah that's that's the rumor but yep. yeah, yeah I know I know to prove that we got yeah, to the end of the week yeah get a prompt yeah. I know terrible all right Tony Baselli 1972 offensive lineman for the Jacksonville Jaguars I think that that's how we would probably remember him best. Also a really good announcer mm. and maybe a Hall of Famer at some point, too, I would yeah. think. Really, Sir, really good player. A lot, uh, lot of hype coming out of college uh, there. Offensive lineman. Jags, one of the Jags' first pick, I think, was yeah. it, as a franchise? franchise. Yeah. 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 It was the first. Uh, played for a long time. Had some injuries there. Um, he's a guy, too, that's done uh, radio roll a whole bunch of times, uh, usually coming around. Absolutely. Really sure. good guy, too. Good interview. Uh, a lot of fun to be around, though. Very, very nice guy. Very good, knowledgeable football guy, too. Good stuff. And finally, uh, 1984, I really, you know, there was really no great birthdays, honestly, past the 70s, but I got wow. Jed Lowry. I threw Jed Lowry in here, and Ooh. this is like a, a guy who... Mm. Had one. Well, he's had several good years, I should say. But he got a big contract with the Mets, Joe. Yep. And I don't think he's going to play a single game with Not the one. New York Mets after getting that contract. Not I, one. <laughs> doesn't appear that way. Showed nope. up in spring training, and it was very weird. Like had mm-hmm. something on his leg, and didn't want to talk about it. I, I don't know what to say, and uh, I think yep. an accomplished photographer, if I'm not mistaken. And and listen, if it's all said and done, he had a really good career, but. As of right now, he's just stealing money from the Mets. If, if he's Listen, got uh, he wouldn't be the first one. So, I mean, there's a lot of people just not playing and stealing money from the Mets right now. But uh, he, um, not in quite Jacoby Ellsbury territory. Not but yet. S- not yet, but it's early yet. Yeah, it is early. I think there's yeah, opportunities. never play a game with them. Yeah, that's a lot Very of money. Very bizarre. So those are the, are the birthdays mm-hmm. for, for today. I, I know the list isn't great, but the list tomorrow will be really good. I can't wait. We'll figure out who you left off. Craig Mish, probably. Yes. That's right. Birthday boy. Yeah, we'll have me in there. Okay, so uh, this day in fantasy sports, we did things a little bit differently today. We're going we're going backwards here on the show. We're getting really inventive. Yes. And Mixing we'll start off from 1951. Joe remembers this very well. Mickey Mantle's debut with the New York Yankees. He went one for four in that game. First wow. ever game played for Mickey Mantle. Yes. Now, this is one that I did not realize at all. The biggest crowd in the history of the NBA was actually played in 1990, and believe it or not, it was the Minnesota Timberwolves. As they were coming into the league, they were playing games in the Metrodome, Mm -hmm. and on April 17th of 1990, Joe, they played in front of 49,551 people, which makes me ask you this question. Should the NBA at some point consider playing their finals or playing some of their games in one of these football-type arenas and pack it in, like, 60,000, 70,000? And, you know, we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the show. 
but the Detroit Pistons mm -hmm. used to play in the Pontiac Silverdome. That's right. And they would get 40,000, 41,000 in their games as well. And so I know in these NBA arenas now it's basically 30, more or less, right? Right. Like kind of 30 and you're done, mm -hmm. 31, 32. Yep. But, yeah, Timberwolves hold the NBA record for that, 49,000. That's impressive, actually, and that was the last time they um, ever did anything that was required them to be uh, sold out. Um, but I will say this. The difference in arenas uh, between the difference between a, a 28,000, 29,000 uh, arena and a, you know, 50, 60,000, a lot of different depth perception, lighting is different, and uh, a lot of those, a uh, lot of the NBA players today just wouldn't have that because uh, that would mess with their uh, ability to shoot three-pointers from all over the place. So. But in, co in college basketball, they're playing in these big arenas. And they bitch and four. moan every time. Yep, and they, they, that's, they bitch and moan. I, I, listen, if you love 55-53 national championship games, then keep putting them in uh, the enough. carrier dome. Fair enough. Just saying. All right, here we go. The NFL draft. Would you believe that April 17th? Yeah, they used to do the draft a little bit earlier in April. So we're yep. going to be having a lot of draft discussion over the next week and some history, too. In fact, later on in the draft, we're going to have all-time busts in the history of the NFL draft. Can't wait to do that. But nice. here in 1999, yeah, I guess you would categorize it as a bust. The Browns take Tim Couch, number one overall. I thought Couch was good in Kentucky. I remember watching him play... Played in the SEC. I like them. Look, I, I know the Browns have made some really bad decisions, Joe, but I mean, Couch was good in college. I mean, he was the best player, I think, sort of on the board at the time. I don't know if I really hold this one against him. It, you know, listen, it was their 50 50 propositions anyway when you're going with quarterbacks and, and with number one like so. that. And he was about as hyped as it came there with uh, coming I mean, out of Kentucky. So, is Joe Burrow any more hyped than Tim Couch? Yeah, it's the same thing. That's what I mean. So, it's, uh, it's a 50 50 proposition. Unfortunately for you know, Tim Couch, it was the Browns he landed at, but uh, That's who knows? That's probably what the end of the story is. Who, what, what could have been for him, or, or the whole list there. It was almost as if they felt they had to go with the most hyped quarterback every year, the Browns, which is why they've gone through is, instead of getting the coaching right, they they just kept trying to swap number one picks at quarterback and it just never worked out. It, yeah, that's why, oh. as we talked about yesterday, they have that jersey where there's all yep. those quarterbacks that played what? the Browns in the NFL. Uh, all right, uh, well, Johnny Manziel. And, Johnny uh, Football, no doubt about that. Hype. Brady Quinn. Yep, hype. Yep, hype machine. I liked Eric Couch better, but that's, you know. Eric? Eric? Crouch? Couch. And, what's that? Yeah, he had a brother. He was on a bowling team. He's a very nice guy. Yeah, oh. yeah, bowled a couple of 300 games. Wow. Yep. Oh, your range. I'll tell you. Not, you have no, no idea. No one has range like you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nope. 2010, Baldo Jimenez for the Colorado Rockies threw a no-hitter. How did that ever happen? Wow. Yeah, Baldo Jimenez had, like, one really good half of a season mm -hmm. and started an all-star game, threw a no-hitter. Real. And got a bunch of money, and then, uh, yeah, then uh, it was I think How he's like still around. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Look, he, his name looked real familiar. Like I just saw him uh, on I think something. He, I think he. I think he showed up. Spring, spring training. He, somebody this wasn't year. he? I could have sworn Maybe he was the in Rockies. there. Maybe for the Rockies. Oh no, he was definitely for somebody. I remember seeing I, his I name. I agree too. I, he he was pitching in a spring training game. Absolutely. I don't know who it was with. I'll have to look that up. But yeah, and that was what 2010. So. Nine years ago. Yeah, he's cool, got to be getting up there now. Got to be 37. Yeah, he got to be getting up there now. 
All right, so that's our, our birthdays. And Rather our, be lucky than good. And our This Day in Sports. Uh, mm -hmm. Another quick story I wanted to touch on here, Joe. This is one that's close to your heart. I don't know if you heard the mayor of Las Vegas talking yesterday, but essentially, Joe, uh, the mayor of Las Vegas says that Vegas has got to open back up. they got to open back up now. I'm curious how this is going to play out because you talk about a lot of people in one place. They said that they'll stick with social distancing and they'll figure out ways to make it happen. But mayor of Vegas yesterday, Joe, made it very clear that she was disappointed Yep. And, and, and they make all of their money off this, and the city is just getting annihilated by not having anybody there. Yeah. Well, look, it is gambling. It doesn't make sense. But, it's... Joe, if, if they open back up the uh, the casinos, that's a real game changer. That's for sure. And whether or not – and listen, they could if they wanted to. I mean, look, we've all been to casinos mm -hmm. before, and, and certainly, you know, table games are going to be hard to come by. You may not be able to play with more than two people at a table, potentially. And maybe there needs to be a few feet in, be in between slots for everybody, potentially. Mm -hmm. and, and betting on sports, you certainly could put people back six feet mm -hmm. if you wanted to, potentially. Mm -hmm. But I, it's, it just seems like so many people are clamoring for things to get back. And it's really hard for me to see it. Uh, but Vegas seems to be next. i got to tell you, for the mayor to be that strong on it, I think Vegas is going to open up next month. You're talking about 70% of the population there tied into the service industry and the service industry when you don't open and whether it's a casino a hotel a restaurant uh, everything that is the lifeblood of that city uh, it gonna be um, yeah it's gonna be even so much as a month being closed away is just uh, is is hard to overcome and Let's, you know, some of the places like California talking about, oh, we'll worry about it in 2021. Uh, Vegas ain't going to survive. The people in Vegas ain't going to survive. Vegas will still be there. But the uh, the poor folks in Las Vegas will not be able to uh, survive that. Yeah. I mean, Vegas makes its mm -hmm. money off people. People make their living off of serving other people. And, you know, that's it's a uh, economy run on commerce. And uh, without any commerce, there ain't nobody making any money. That's a problem. Can you see a scenario where they could open up and things could be sort of like they were, or no? Yeah. The I mean, hotels, no, I, I, I don't do, think yeah. they would do concerts. Or yeah. I, and again, to me, this is all goes back to testing. You know, either taking temperatures when they come in or, you know, get used to a world that looks like that. Because uh, before they're going to let you enter in, they're going to take your temperature. They're going to uh, testing kits all over the place. And, you know, if we could trust people, hey, if you don't feel good, keep your ass home. That would be one thing, but, you know, there's always somebody showing up coughing, hacking, wheezing, and uh, that's that's what everyone's going to be looking for. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting because yep. uh, we got a lot to talk about over the next few months, especially as a lot of the odds start to come out uh, yep. for college football in the NFL. Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are just simply making those assumptions in sports that casinos in Vegas will be open for that. and be Even Cuomo, though, even Cuomo, I mean, listen, he's been a guy at the, at the forefront there, but his conversation and his comments about Major League Baseball um, it tell you exactly what's going on uh, sure. there and how important he thinks sports are, not only to New York, but obviously the rest of the country. Yep. All right, we'll take a quick timeout on Fantasy Sports today. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Don't forget, you can see our show every day, 11 to 1 Eastern, Monday through Friday. We also do a one-hour edition for the weekends, and we would also encourage you to check out our YouTube channel where we've posted a ton of videos 
also previewing the upcoming NFL draft. So make sure you check those out as well. Don't go away. More fantasy sports today right here on Sports Grid coming back in just a couple of minutes right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Ranieri with you here on the show. And we're going to get to some NFL win totals. And, you know, one of the topics that we have yet to discuss here on the show was the news that came down yesterday, uh, first reported, I believe, by Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, uh, that Von Miller, uh, Super Bowl champion, pro bowler, um, testing positive for the uh, coronavirus. And, look, we've we've heard significant players in the NBA having mm-hmm. it. Of course, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. Tom Hanks. This is the first, uh, you know, sort of higher level uh, NFL player to have it. And according to Ian Rappaport, he reported this yesterday. And I know that he's going to be speaking today. Um, By the time you're watching this, he may have already spoken. So I apologize if that happened. But, um, you know, this is where, you know, you wonder, Joe, it's like a little bit of the wake up call here. Now, look, there's a lot of time between now and the NFL season. But certainly the question I think would become is that what happens if an NBA player gets it now, or an NHL player gets it now, or yep. um, you know, an NFL player gets it during the season. But clearly, this is the biggest name I think overall. It, would it be the biggest name in all of sports thus far? To it would uh, superstar wise, um, you know, superstar wise, it's interesting um, how this has come out with the NFL because I've I've been amazed. I mean, we're talking about six weeks here now, right? Six, seven weeks that this has been going on. And every other sport we have heard, right, at least a player or two that we've, you know, we've known has had it. And yet the entire time, and if you remember, there were people when this started looking at the NFL going, you got to push free agency back. Like, you can't begin free agency the way. And the NFL was very steadfast going, no, business as usual. They gave us the free agency. They gave us, you know, Tom Brady. They gave us all of that. And then we were like, Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. By the way, um, Sean Payton's got uh, got uh, the coronavirus, and it was like, oh, but oh, that was three yeah. weeks ago. No players still, and yet they're still yelling like, hey, you got to move the draft. Like the draft can't happen, and the NFL's like, nope. We're, and meanwhile, baseball players, basketball players, soccer player, we're hearing from everyone else, and then all of a sudden. The very first player that we've heard about was somebody nobody heard about a month ago that, you know, offensive uh, lineman for the Rams. Yeah. He was the first. And now look at this. Now that they, you know, the cat's out of the bag, so to speak. Now we're starting to hear Von Miller. And I am sure, as sure as we're sitting here, there are going to be a number of other players that probably had it over this last month uh, that we had no idea about. Yeah, and it's going to start to come out. Yeah, I mean, baseball, come on. I mean, yeah. hockey... I think we've yep. heard a little bit about hockey and a little bit about the NBA, but you know certainly this is a story we'll follow for you yep. uh, as time goes on. And of course, uh, they're saying that he's okay, and you know we 
you know, definitely hope that is the case as well. Yep. Okay, so uh, on a lighter note, uh, Caesars, we talked about Las Vegas wanting to open back up, and mm-hmm. you know, certainly when they do, the NFL is probably the most bet sport in the world, mm-hmm. in the history of the world. But one of the things that I don't think that people take advantage enough of are season win totals. Now, I told my horror story from last year, betting the Dolphins before they made before they made those trades. Yeah. Even before they made those trades, mm-hmm. and and me and a buddy of mine shopping the very best Dolphins line going up from four and a half to five, even though the juice was minus one forty. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, man, like, what's that worth? Right. The Dolphins go into the last season with uh, last game of the season with four wins. Mm-hmm. We we go, we do we. I mean, we had a lot of money on it. Do we hedge this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we don't hedge. They're going to New England. They're going to lose. Are you kidding me? New England's look. And you know, it, we didn't lose the bet. We ended up pushing. We got our money back still. But that really scarred me. Yep. From betting NFL totals, but I, I think it's important, just not just for me, but that's a good exercise. Now, mm-hmm. even though the result didn't come in. I believe that the process was correct because some people would look at it and say, well, Craig, look, you would have lost that bet yep. if you would have taken the five and a half and not laid minus 140. That's correct. And so mm-hmm. lucky for us yesterday, Caesars in Las Vegas put mm-hmm. out their season win totals, Joe, for 2020. And so we're going to put those up against FanDuel's win totals for mm-hmm. 2020. Not all of them today. We're just going to do a handful of them. Sure. And then kind of go through where we both think the advantages lie. Before we do that, uh, are you an NFL totals guy? Are, are you someone that will shop the lines? Are you interested in that? If something really screams out at you, will you go down that road? Is that something that you'll do? Yeah, a couple of the uh, uh, bets that I made last year on it is I had the uh, the Giants uh, over six uh, six wins. That was that was needless here. It needs to say there. That was a loser. But uh, I did uh, fade the Rams, who are at double digits. Yep. Uh, I faded Cleveland that were at double digits, and I faded. That was a great one. That and was... I faded Chicago. Uh, also, yeah. that uh, that was okay, so there. Three and one. Can't be so done. I was three and one last year on total plays, and uh, I'm going back to the well. I'm fading the Rams uh, again. Who they opened up, guys, at nine. Uh, some places even nine and a half as a win total. I think that's down to I see to nine a, on both here. You said nine on both. Okay, so some places I've even seen it at eight and a half now. So uh, okay. that, too, is starting to come back down to reality. Oh, eight and a half. You're right. Eight and a half. Eight and a half, yeah, because it opened up at nine and a half. It was nine, and then some places now have been getting hammered with right. unders for the Rams. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that seems to be coming under. And I do, I do think, and uh, I don't know where the uh, – if we um, uh, look here at FanDuel here, but I do believe – the the Falcons are a team that I think is very underrated here at seven and a half. I don't know what they are in other places, but at seven and a half, I like um, I definitely like the Falcons' chances to finish at least five hundred this year. Okay. And you notice that all teams must play at least sixteen regular season games for action. So if there is any sort oh, of delay, that's a fair point too. Yep, yeah, you know, keep in mind. But uh, to me, I, I do like uh, I like the Rams. I think they've got. Uh, I mean, I like the Falcons. I think they got a good shot at at least going eight and eight this year if all goes well. Um, you and I talked about Gurley possibly making a big comeback here. Julio. Anytime I got Julio Jones and uh, they're playing in that time, um, I. I like their shot here. I like their chances. Well, I had a lot of defensive issues last year. They'll have to get healthy. Yes, big time. Better. Okay, yep. so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through mm-hmm. the uh, you know kind of here the just five lines here. Sure. 
uh, of differences between what FanDuel has and what Caesars has. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of think it through and see if there's any advantage one way or the other to getting down on any of these. Okay. Right. Yep. Um, we'll start at the top. The Ravens, FanDuel has an 11 and a half and Caesars released it at 12. Caesars released it at 12. So, mm. I mean, my first blush here mm. is that, you know, Look, it goes without saying, if you don't understand how season win totals, if you believe the Ravens are going to be awesome, <laughs> you bet it on FanDuel, 11 and a half. Sorry. But here, for me, Joe, that number 12 seems like a great shot to go under. And in the worst case scenario, they hit that 12 and you push. Kind of the way I look at it there, 12 and four season. Listen, I, I don't know if you can refinance right now. Um, <laughs> but if you are able to, Mish, if you are able to get a line of credit, um, I would uh, I would seriously consider uh, pulling out that equity and dropping it on the under for the uh, for that 12 number here due to the fact that uh, here's a hypothetical for you just out of uh, curiosity what happens uh, when Lamar Jackson gets hurt um, they lose every game okay there you go so what you're in essence saying is that um, if they so much as have where he misses doesn't have to miss all season don't have to miss five games. Let's just say he gets hurt for a couple of weeks, two or three weeks. It's true, but I will also play mm-hmm. devil's advocate here and tell you that 20 <clears throat> other teams in the NFL would also lose all their games, too, if they lost their quarterback. Not, Not just really. Lamar Jack. Not a really. Lot, because a lot of, of them were. And I'll tell you why. Were. And I'll tell you why a lot of them won't here. Because a lot of other teams aren't built so one-dimensionally that if they were to lose their quarterback, like the Jets, um, like Baltimore, who is a run-first team, and guess what? Everything that they do well, they do based upon the threat of Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson's threat is not there, um, then that team is complete. That defense we've seen on the field longer, totally different team. They're a totally different team when Lamar Jackson is not the biggest threat on the field. I'm just saying football's a rough game. He's not exactly a big guy. Everything went well for them last year. You trust RG3? Because that's your backup, uh, and uh, if I'm holding a ticket with over 12 wins, yeah, I'm um, I'm sweating out the rest of the season for the okay. Ravens. Not I to mention I... Cleveland's going to be better, Pittsburgh's going to be better. Um, that's a tough uh, that's a tough call there. Okay, uh, Raiders opened at seven and a half on Fanduel. Caesars has them at seven. I feel like the number is good there. I don't see a huge advantage or disadvantage one way or the other. I would so even what's lean. What's FanDuel got them at? Seven and a half. Caesars. I, 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 I can't go over on the Raiders. I don't. They're a. Are they a five hundred team? That's what I'm you got to sure. ask I'm yourself. Not, I'm not sure that they are. You know, are they a five? The problem with the Raiders is they couldn't win. Basically, they did better on the road than they did at home. They were, they were some so sort of, weird last year. It they was had really huge weird. Wins and yep. then they just fell apart. They, yep. All they needed was a couple of wins. Yep. Um, I I'd like, like to, I'd like to draft. see them draft. I'd like exactly. To see them draft. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I do because yeah. they yeah. can address a lot with two picks in the first round. That, that's going to be very interesting if they get that stud wide receiver. If they address the secondary and on defense, which I think they will do, that's um, it could change. I would yep. probably say the number seems pretty good. Mm-hmm. Seven, seven and a half. I don't have an opinion either way. Uh, the Patriots. That's the most popular one being discussed. They opened up on FanDuel at nine. That's where they are, I believe. And uh, Caesars has them at eight and a half. And that's another team I think I'd like to wait till next week to see what will happen in the draft. But 
I mean, you are essentially either betting on or against Belichick here, right? I mean, that's, that's basically correct. what you're doing. Our friends at, and what you'll notice here, our friends at FanDuel, the very first under win totals, the very first bet at the top is more wins in the 2021 regular season, Tampa Bay uh -huh. or New England, and uh, all 16. And it's even money on both sides. I mean, it's minus 110 on both sides, which is yeah. hysterical to me. And listen. I think the Buffalo Bills are so ridiculously overrated this year um, that, you know, people are expecting them to win 12 games. It ain't going to happen. Uh, I think the Jets will be a little bit more. But the Jets still won seven games last year, as bad people as they were. That. People they forget that. They still won seven games. And I think, Miami won. And Miami's uh, going to be better, too. So my, I think the division is tougher. So what? I think nine wins is going to win this division. So the question is, do you think New England can win it with nine wins, and as far as the coaching goes, I would. I would, I I would go to Caesars and, yep. and put it put it over on the. I would too, because I yeah. think they're going to win the division at nine wins. Nine wins is getting it. Ain't going to be ten more, eleven. Joe, since the last time the last time they didn't have uh, Brady around, wasn't it Castle that was there? Uh yes. They won ten games. But they got a lot of holes to fill on that team now. They do well, you know. Again, the draft could determine some of that yep. too. Yep. But um, you may or not be able they to get win this. More? You may not be able to get this eight and a half. Yeah, I know that's the problem. Do you think they win more than Tampa? Mm, probably, yeah. I, I'm not ruling out. I'm not ruling out mm. New England. Brady wasn't that good last year. He sucked. They're still going to have a top five defense. I, I think they have a chance. Maybe I think they have a chance to win ten games. Yeah, I listen. And I you wouldn't. Win. I wouldn't bet it, but I would lean over eight and a half. Well, let me ask you this: Suppose you can get eight and a half now, and they sign Cam Newton. Yeah, then I, 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 you won't be able to get eight and a half. Nope. You might be able to sell that ticket, but that's a whole nother show. But yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm aware of that website as well. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to say it here. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just I'm saying. Gonna refrain. I'm going to refrain. There's people that would pay big money for that ticket. Arizona Cardinals on FanDuel at a, on seven, and Caesars opens up yesterday at seven and a half on Arizona. Clearly, this is the half is a reaction to Hopkins. That's got correct. Got that's correct. Yes. Much else. I mean, is, is Hopkins worth a half? I don't think so. Is he? This is all about Dingle, uh, Kingsbury, rather. This is all about Kingsbury. Uh, I do I don't not know what you were about to say. I right don't now. know either, but <laughs> I am <Dingleberry>. not. <laughs> That's I the problem what... I have with Kingsbury. I don't. I don't trust him. I do not trust. The NFL is a coaching league. It's all about coaching. You can have all the best players in the world. Uh, it doesn't – I don't know that I trust him to, to know how to – I watched too many things last year where I'm scratching my head going, this ain't Texas Tech. He wasn't even good at Texas Tech. Like, I, I don't know, man. I just – I can't picture them being a 500 team with him as a coach. I think that number's good. You think? I would just stay away. Yeah. Seven, seven and a half. I feel like this is right where it, where it should be. There he is. They'll be, is. A, they'll be no a little bit better. There. I don't yeah. know how much better and, you know. Yep. Is their defense good? I'm not really sure about That's that. That's right, exactly. That's going to be the problem. Yeah. His and then the last, the last one here, we'll do some more next week too, but the mm -hmm. last one here uh, that we're going to do for this show today, uh, FanDuel's got the Redskins at five, and Caesars opened them up lowest on the board, four and a half. I'm going over. I'm going over. First of all, they are not a four and a half win team. They've got more talent than that. Plus, they got Chase Young, right? They're going to get Chase Young. They're going to get one of the best young edge rushers that already has a pretty good defense on that side. You bring in Jack Del Rio, and now you got Ron Rivera, different culture. Right. 
I, you know, they could suck and still win five, six games here, uh, especially in that division where the Giants are still going to be terrible. Yeah. No, it'll be a good exercise for us because actually I'm reading uh, what the sportsbook director at Caesar said mm-hmm. is that the week after or the week, I'm sorry, the week of next week, right. the NFL draft, as soon as the draft is over, the, all the numbers will shift. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so all these numbers you okay. may not be able to, to even get come next week. Man, yeah, that's, that. I'm, I'm hitting um, submit what is my, as we let, speak. Let me do Redskins. What is my opinion on them? Um, I, I don't think Haskins is good. So I'm not sure no that argument. he is the answer. Boy, I would tell you, if they drafted a quarterback in this draft for some reason, this I would love the over, as you're saying, over four and a half. I'm, I'm just not big on Haskins. I just... Well, I think their identity is going to be yeah. defense, at least. And what is the, their running the back situation, too? What is their well, offense? Darius Geis is really good if he can stay healthy. Um, Two years of this. they got to figure something out the offense line. But I think they're going to build defense. They're going to be a tough, hard-nosed defensive team. They that's were pretty going good to... defensively last year. You know what? The other thing with the Redskins, they yep. were within a possession of winning or covering in, like, 11 games last year. So All coaching. All they coaching. They weren't, they weren't oh. that bad. You know, the problem was it, it didn't seem like Callahan was playing to win a lot of those games. He was just playing. It was a lame like, duck. I mean, that was, uh, yeah. But I, it, like, R- Rivera and, uh, and Jack Del Rio. Yeah. Yeah, well, they'll have those. They'll be in games. They, it ain't going to be because of lack of hustle. That's for sure. All right. So that's the comparison between FanDuel mm-hmm. and Caesars. And uh, we will definitely, without a doubt, we'll uh, screenshot these in our brain and yep. on our computers. And then when they change... Mm-hmm. We'll we'll do a whole thing on that and tell you how that affected those season totals on both. Have they changed baseball at all, or no? Do we know? You, know, you can't even bet any baseball. They, they're not even the yeah, so they won't yeah. even. Uh, yeah, all my bets that I've made are done. They're, they're all done. they're all all, right, we're all avoided. Right, gotcha. I, I mean, probably. I mean, I would assume. I don't. All I'm right. wondering if the World Series odds have changed yet. I'll check. Yeah, we'll take a look at that. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back with more fantasy sports today. Hour number two, right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.